0: Hopefully it's good news for most people um, in the respect that up until now, if you've taken your um, DIY waste, uh, so any rubble, any soil, any um, gypsum board, that kind of stuff. If you've taken it to a, a recycling center, then you've had to pay to get rid of it. And from January the 2nd, when they reopen after the new year, you'll no longer need to pay. So you can take it along and you can get rid of it for free. Um, there's going to be a limit on how much you can take each week, just a couple of bags, um, and you'll still need to book. Uh, but the important thing is that you can crack on with the DIY over Christmas and New Year, and you can then be sure that you don't need to pay to get rid of the waste.
1: And why the sudden changes? Is it because fly tipping's now becoming more of an issue? Um,
0: no, it's, it's something that the government have, have changed. Um, so it's something that's become national, and they've said that councils can no longer charge for um, DIY waste. Um, I think there was a concern about the amount of fly tipping. Um I I'm afraid I'm not local to you, I'm over in the Test Valley and we are pretty hot on fly tipping. Our experience mm-hmm. is that the two things aren't really linked. Much of the fly tipping that goes on is from people who charge others to take away their waste but don't have the correct licenses to be able to do so commercially and consequently they just dump it because they know they can't go and get rid of it either at a council tip or at a private one because they don't have the right paperwork
1: right okay so it is obviously an issue isn't it uh for for some people clearly uh who i guess it just it's laziness in some ways isn't it
0: um it is in terms of fly tipping yes um in in some respects you know and and the, the important thing is i think to make uh recycling as accessible to everybody as possible um now there's a there's an argument that says well therefore why do you keep the booking slots in place yeah when we've gone out and asked people about it, and we've done that twice since the pandemic, we found over 70% support each time. And I think people prefer the idea of booking their slot, going along, not waiting, and just getting in and doing the, doing what they need to do without kind of necessarily sitting in a queue. So uh, that's one of the things that we've been looking at, and we're beginning to look at ways by which um, we can open up the tips so that people can get in on foot on occasion. I know that's important in places like hailing, um, yeah. So, that you know, it, it's, it's about making it uh, possible for people to do so. There's a downside to this for us. Um, the cost of doing this mm. is going to cost about $2 million a year. The reason we've charged for this kind of waste to be taken to tips is because we then have a cost in getting rid of it. Most of it actually gets recycled. So there's not so much of a cost in processing it, but the real issue is taking it from the tip where you've taken it to the processing centres of which there are only a couple. So it's all haulage cost that uh, that, that, that falls on us um, and that's what the charge previously covered. Uh, we now have to take that on the chin and unfortunately that means that all of us as taxpayers in Hampshire have to do so um, uh, and, and that, that costs a couple of million. It's the same for Portsmouth and for Southampton as well. Um, we're all in the same boat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because you look after the main city one here, don't you? Is that right? Comes under Hampshire?
0: So I think basically what we have is a it's called a tripart- the, the tripartite agreement. Um, it means that Portsmouth, Southampton, and uh, Hampshire mm. all use the same waste provider, who is right. currently Veolia. Um, and we have uh, we, we cooperate with one another to make sure that we get the best deal across the three different authorities. Because if you were trying to negotiate as three separate councils, three separate areas, you don't have quite such a scale of stuff. To make it attractive to the waste operators, and we get a better deal for everybody by by cooperating and making, and using the same kind of process.
1: Right. Okay. So that just to clear things up for people, uh, it's um, it's been long overdue, I'm guessing, and um, hopefully this will help people, particularly we'll think about perhaps in the new year DIY and that kind of thing. It make life a little bit easier yeah, in that I respect.
0: Mean, time times are tough.
1: Yeah, and absolutely,
0: they, and, and, and and you know, fewer people are moving home. More people are choosing to do stuff to their own home to mm-hmm. make to be able to accommodate things or to spruce it up. Uh, the fact that you can now do that and you don't have to have that cost, you know, albeit not a massive one, but you still don't have that worry of having to pay to get rid of the waste through the HWRCs is, you know, a good thing all round.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Adam's King, thanks for coming on tonight. I appreciate your time. Have a lovely Christmas. And, you, too, Chris. uh, you know, hopefully we can catch up again in the new year. Uh, but for now, thanks for coming on tonight and yeah. uh, spending time with us. All right, you take care. Right. Thanks so
0: much. Bye. All the best.
1: Take care. Bye-bye now. Council Nick Adams-King there for Hampshire Candy Council. Some uh, positive news uh, in terms of the household waste recycling centres, particularly here in Portsmouth, Fair and Gospel, of course, and Haven't, and Hayley Island as well. Thanks to, to Nick there for coming on. Chanter's here on the Express this week.